You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a Doggy Dog World is brought to you by PetCare Rx, America's most affordable pet pharmacy. PetCare Rx offers the same meds as top vets, but with a savings up to 50%. And if you find a lower price on a certified EPA and FDA-approved medication, PetCare Rx will match that price. So go to PetCareRx.com. Use promo code DOGWORLD10. D-O-G-W-O-R-L-D, the number 10, and receive $10 off orders of $50 or more. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You're running around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do? And today we're just going to talk about a bunch of different things about dogs, but one of the things we want to touch on is the importance of being your dog's parent, especially when you have a puppy. But we're going to tell a few stories first, I think. We had a few stories we were mulling all over us, ourselves, <laughs> so we're going to tell a few stories first. So... Keep tuned in for our sponsors. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's a doggy dog world is brought to you by Petco.com. Petco is a leading specialty retailer of premium pet food supplies and services, offering more than 10,000 high-quality pet-related products. Enter the code DOGGY10, D-O-G-G-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. There's a movement afoot. Shoebuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop ShoeBuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. ShoeBuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code DOGGY, D-O-G-G-Y, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at ShoeBuy.com. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash world, W-O-R-L-D, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. 
Hi, this is Marcy Davis and my service dog, Whistle, and we're your hosts of Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Working Like Dogs is the show where you can learn everything you ever wanted to know about working animals or working dogs. Whether you're a member of a working dog team or you've just seen a working dog or animal out at the mall or the grocery store and you're curious about how these amazing animals work with their human partners, then Working Like Dogs is the show for you. Join us for the inside scoop at Working Like Dogs on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I got a phone call the other day from a very good friend of ours who's trained numerous dogs with us. We've probably known her for, what, 20 years? 25 years? Probably. She uh, started training with us with a golden retriever, and she's since, since had several Goldens and several Newfoundlands. Her name, first name is Joan. I'll leave her last name <laughs> blank just in case. <laughs> but Joan had to fly from Southern California to Chicago to see her dad, who's in a hospital back there. And she took one of her Newfoundlands with her, who is a therapy dog. And she said, she called me when she got back and she said she was so proud of him that going down to the San Diego airport, Lindbergh Field, he was very well behaved. She was dragging his crate behind on wheels. And for Newfoundland, that's a huge crate. He loaded up, he traveled well, he got to Chicago, unloaded well, got out of O'Hare Airport into a rental car to the motel, just she was very, very happy with his behavior. Then she spent four days visiting her dad in the hospital, and not only did GT, her Newfoundland, visit her dad and provide therapy for Joan because she's worried about her dad, but people started popping into her dad's room going, oh, I heard there was a therapy dog here, (laughs) and petting GT, and then, oh, could you come down to room such and such? I have someone who would love to see a therapy dog. And then by the time she was getting ready to leave, they were asking her to visit wards, (laughs) not just rooms. So GT and Joan had a very, very full week. And when she went to leave the hospital, Apparently, word had gotten around that she was getting ready to head back to California. And they came to her and said, could you form a Love on a Leash therapy dog chapter here too? We need one here. Apparently, they do have therapy dogs, but they only visit once a month. And they really liked (laughs) GT being there (laughs) full time. So anyway, she kind of laughed and said, I live in Southern California. <laughs> she wouldn't move back there. <laughs> no, no, she, she no, wouldn't no. go back there. <laughs> Not after all these years in Southern California. Yeah. But as she's telling me this, she says, but the best is yet to come. As she's in O'Hare Airport at 4 o'clock in the morning, getting ready to fly back to Southern California, she, again, GT's walking with her. She's pulling his crate on wheels behind her. And out of the corner of her eye, she sees a dog. So she tells GT, leave it, watch me. Now, when GT was a puppy and an adolescent, he was... Oh my gosh, (laughs) handful. Yeah, he was a handful. 
Yeah. He so was, he's a big boy. He's not like he's tall. He's stocky. And he's he could, solid. <laughs> he's solid. And he could pull her right off her feet in a heartbeat. And he was never bashful about making his opinion known. Let's just say that. True. One day, Kate was distracting our intermediate class with a harmonica, and apparently GT didn't like harmonicas. <laughs> it was quite an experience to see that Newfoundland maw, that <laughs> open mouth, roar, roar, stop with the harmonica. I went, yes, sir. <laughs> so anyway, she told GT to leave it, which means ignore it, the other dogs, and watch me, which means focus on me. And he did. And then, as the dog to the side turned into ten dogs, German Shepherds and Belgian Malinois being held by Illinois National Guard troops, and the dogs are barking and jumping and lunging and trying to, en masse, get to GT. And Joni says she starts to shiver in her, her shoes, and she's going, good boy to watch me, GT. Because she's not a big woman. Mm -mm. He could drag her across the airport if he wanted. Oh, he outweighs her, I bet. Oh, oh Trump, probably. Yes, Easily. He, he's got to outweigh yeah. her. And then some. Mm -hmm. But he, he behaved himself perfectly. And she said, all of a sudden, this gentleman, a little bit older than the troops that were holding the leashes, hollered out to them, do you see that civilian woman and her dog? Her dogs better behave than yours. Get control of your dogs. And then she said, this guy who had stripes all up and down his arm came over to talk to her and said, ma'am, could I talk to you about your dog's training? <laughs> Asked her questions. And then she just happened to have a kindred spirits business card in her wallet and handed it to him. So she called me and she says, Liz, you may be getting a phone call from the Illinois National Guard. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> but what she said she was the proudest of is that GT trusted her, behaved for her, listened to her, didn't question her or doubt her. He, he was well, a good boy. Well, that was the part that I loved about the story, especially, was when the guy asked her, or said something about it, your dog could drag you through this airport. Uh -huh. And she used the... But that's the point, is that he, he wants to listen to me. He wants to do as I say. He wants to be a good dog. He's restraining himself, in other words. I'm not dragging him around. Exactly. And making, you know. making him do it. He wants to do it himself. And that was That's just, training. That's training. And that's a good relationship with your dog. Oh, that's yeah. a bonding okay. with your dog. Yes. That that's the, the dog, part that brought tears to my eyes. <laughs> that the dog wants to do it. Because if GT had wanted to drag her across the airport to those 10 dogs and fight those dogs, he easily could have. Yeah. He yeah. easily could have. And it would have been a bloodbath. Oh, yeah. On both yeah. sides. But, uh, but training. Yeah. Training. Just I think so many people think training is sit, down, stay during your training session. And that's all it is. But training is life. Or the people that say, well, I come to class, but I don't want my dog to be a robot. I mean, GT's not a robot. No, no. no. But no. he and and Joan have a wonderful relationship too. He trusts her. Yeah. And that's to me what training is all about: developing uh -huh. a relationship, so that you both get the best of it. Yes. The dog gets to the dog gets to go places and do stuff, and feel a sense of accomplishment as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. We're so mm -hmm. proud of you, GT. <laughs> Joni! Good, good training, Joni! 
Well, we've got another incident of it, and we've mentioned it slightly in a previous podcast, but the two gentlemen who didn't really want to come to puppy class, but now are converts. Well, they had to. There are Camp Pendleton folks that have to come through a CGC, except they had puppies. So the Canine Good Citizen wasn't going to quite work for them at the moment, but they were smart. They decided to start training early, and oh my gosh, they're converts. They are awesome. I mean, they're now the dogs are five months old, six yeah. months old or something. Got to be uh, close to that. Just on five and, months. In our yeah. basic class. Because the same day that they graduated puppy, they started for basic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They and, just hung around for an hour and waited for the next class. You know, and it's you know you can you hear them talking to the other students. Yes, they're so thrilled and proud and so thankful they started young. I mean, I think at one time this last class they were all grouped together and all the the owners and all their pit bulls. Yeah, they're all grouped together, sitting there, well behaved. And, it was just, and I gave them was, a huge pat on the back for that yeah, too because they did there was this great. this. This basic obedience class, and a fairly good-sized one, and right smack in the middle, not off to one side, uh-uh. not hiding at the edges, but smack dab in the middle was this group of pimples and their owners uh-huh. from Camp Pendleton, and all the dogs were sitting there behaving themselves. I mean, not robots. No. But sitting there behaving themselves and doing so well and being And the owners awesome. were relaxed, and they were just kind of talking yeah. about their experiences yeah. and... And the dogs were just chilling. Yeah. They were just... Yeah. Was, I gave them some huge cool. positive reinforcement. Look how far you guys have come. <laughs> the two guys were telling me a story. Uh, they, they are next door neighbors on base. So the uh, the one sailor was out in the front yard of the Marine's yard. And the Marine's five-year-old daughter was out there, along with the pit bull puppy. Uh-huh. And having watched her father, didn't go run through the drills with the puppy, the five-year-old was doing it. And the sailor was watching this, and the brain comes out, and the sailor's telling him, watch your daughter, look at her, look, look at her. And it was like, puppy, sit, stay. She walks across the yard, says, come. And the dog is delighted to be doing all of this. Of course, she's giving out treats. Sure. You know, and she's giving verbal praise. And the marine said he was just, he said he got all choked up. He said, I've always asked my dogs to be well-behaved. He says, but now, now I know what a trained dog is like. <laughs> and he says, wow, he says, I can never go back now. <laughs> well, and the thing yes. is, <laughs> and the thing is, they got another neighbor interested yes. in the training and would like to start with a puppy. Yep. So these guys are like our PR group out there <laughs> base, and, but they've done wonderful. You know, I got a call the other day on our business line and asking if we wanted to advertise, and I just went, no, we don't need to. Our <laughs> students carry our cards with them. To Illinois. Our, <laughs> our students are the ones like throwing out our business cards and saying, you got to go there or the bets in the area. Well, they're the perfect advertisement. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you see those two with now the whole thing with the pit bull. Well, not even just those two. The other ones in our basic oh, class. Sure. And, you know, I even bring it up to those two um, that had joined basic with adult dogs. And they were rowdy. Sure. Did they about? They're crazy dogs, and now they sit nicely. There's, and I'm like, how's it going? We love our dog. <laughs> we love our dog. We can go places. He's so well behaved. And for pitties and rotties and German shepherds and other breeds like that, I'll tell you what. We can't emphasize this enough. These breeds need 
good ambassadors out in public. Oh, oh yeah. They need good yeah. ambassadors out in public. Although, I don't blame them for all the biting and stuff like that. That Any dog can bite. But these dogs don't always have the best reputation. They get blamed for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And they need these good ambassadors. And they have to be above reproach. Yes, yes. Because they're carrying that burden. When my husband and I had German Shepherds and then the Doberman, those dogs were impeccably trained and impeccably well-behaved because we knew if anything ever happened, they would get blamed first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I I love seeing the well-behaved pitties. Well, and then then the Rotties that have come through classes, the same situation. Sure. These are huge Rotties. Out of control. I have a what owner of the other end end of my leash. Yeah, whatever. Talk about dragging owners around. Yeah, <laughs> but now even you see the bond seemed to have been created or stronger, and the dog and people are working together and enjoying it. And it's amazing how they just turn yeah. around. Speaking of good pities, I was thinking about Christmas stuff, and remember when we walked in the holiday parade? Oh yeah. <laughs> Another well-behaved pity story. Okay, so our therapy dog group was invited to walk in the Holiday Bowl Christmas Parade, which is televised nationally. Huge parade. It's televised the same day as a holiday college football game. And it's a big deal to be invited. I mean, it's it's really a big deal. So we were thrilled. So we got a, a huge group of our therapy dog people. And it's during the week, so people had to take off from work. Went downtown to San Diego, and as our float, we had several dogs who were trained to pull wagons, so we took two of our wagons that we use here in the training yard to haul training stuff around, hooked them up together. We had eight Australian Shepherds, and in the lead, we put a red-nosed pimple, (laughs) my sister's dog. So we said, we've got eight Australian Shepherds and a red-nosed pimple, and decorated the wagons for Christmas. Oh, yeah. It was perfect. The problem was the poor pity got scared to death at being followed by eight herding dogs. <laughs> when we practiced, he was fine, but we hooked him up. He kept looking over his shoulder, and his tail went down and tucked up. I mean, it was so tight to his back end and tummy, he was scared to death. <laughs> so we had to take him. His name was Dylan. We had to unhook Dylan and we put Dax in the lead, the yep. dominant bitch. Yep. And we put Dylan back as one of the back dogs right up against the wagon. And we put him next to a nice Aussie. Yeah. Who did we put him um, next to? It was one of somebody else's that was pretty one mellow. Ed Kelly's. Ed's, yeah. yeah, one of Ed yeah. Kelly's. But put, yeah. put the poor scared <laughs> pity next to a nice Aussie. So he got to follow all the other Aussies. <laughs> it was still eight Aussies and a red-nosed <laughs> pit bull. <laughs> Just out of order a bit, but hey, it was fun. Oh, we had But the problem was is we had so much power. We spent most of the the uh, parade pulling back on the dogs. Well, trying we put to the, Kayla and whatever else little kid was running in the wagons. In the wagons. In the wagons. Yeah, we had all our water and all our gear in the wagons yeah. uh, under the fake Christmas presents. But still, the dogs had so much power. <laughs> My shoulders hurt for days trying to hold that the dogs was, back. That was fun. But boy, did we get a reaction from the crowds. And as we were walking by, you could hear all the people going, how do they do that? <laughs> yep. How do they put all those dogs to the wagon? How do they do that? <laughs> that was And good. again, it's training. <laughs> well, 
Well, with the holiday seasons, Thanksgiving and Christmas, people are traveling back and forth. And I've been hearing story after story now of, um, we went to so-and-so's house for a couple of days, took the dogs with us. They were so well behaved. Everybody was so amazed. You know, so-and-so sure. came over and uh, we went to there and, and they've been coming back and saying thank you. You know, uh, we went to so-and-so's house last year and the dogs had to stay out in the garage. Sure. This year, they got to stay with us in the living room while everybody was, because they were well-behaved. Yes. It was so much more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Yes. We stayed yes. an extra day, that sort of thing. And, and the dogs yes. are welcome, yeah. and the dogs are welcome yep. back. Yes. Yes, it's, it is. It makes such a difference. Makes such a difference. All right. And we get those strange phone calls, because the lady wants to to know if we have a branch in northern Los Angeles. <laughs> or do we have anybody near Sacramento? Or in Illinois. Or in Illinois. <laughs> oh, geez, we need to branch out. <laughs> we need to go, well, yeah, Hollywood, Illinois. If anybody knows you know? how to set up franchises. <laughs> no, never mind. Uh, <laughs> cloning? Cloning. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Crazy. But let's talk about something else as far as training, something we've run into a lot with our classes and that's being your dog's parent as well as his best friend or if you have a puppy being his parent first and then his best friend because uh we we talk to a lot of people who want the dog to automatically go to best friend status without giving any guidance first but we need to break for our sponsor so we'll be back in a few minutes hold on sit stay it's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. FTD's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years. Each arrangement is delivered the same day and backed by FTD's seven-day satisfaction guarantee. For a century, people have trusted their most important occasions to the flower experts at FTD. Since Pet Life Radio is all about puppy dogs and flowers, our listeners, that's you, can get a 20% discount on your order. Just go to florop.com and use the code DOGGYDOG at checkout. F-L-E-U-R-O-P.com. Code word D-O-G-G-Y-D-O-G. Hello? Danica, where have you been? Oh, Grandma, I've been busy, you know? Racing, GoDaddy girl. Oh, I built my own online store with GoDaddy. Really? Let me see. Grandma'sAuction.com? Hey, are those Grandpa's golf clubs? Grandma needs her bingo money. Use promo code DOGGY10, D-O-G-G-Y, the number 10, and get a .com domain name for just $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. If you ask the question, what do I want, what do I need, I'll take a back shot.
Tools in Session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. Today, well, the first part of this podcast, we talked about some stories that emphasize the importance of training, the joy of training, the joy of having a trained dog. Hey, the payoff, payoff. Yeah. yes, that's yeah. a good way of putting it, the payoff. Exactly. But it's got to start with more than just sit down and stay. I mean, you can teach your dog to sit and down and stay and heal, but that's not necessarily going to change anything. And I don't like to talk about being dominant over your dog because that's not really it either. A phrase that I've been using a lot is being your dog's parent. Because parents teach rules, Mm -hmm. teach social manners, provide behavior guidelines, so to speak. Parents teach their child how they should grow up and live. And I think that's a good analogy for puppies. I think for a lot of people, yeah, we made the, you talked about it before, training is just obeying commands. Whereas... For us, training is more um, the behavior of the dog throughout their whole life. Yes. And every hour of what they're pretty much. Sure. Even playtime. Go play and have fun, but don't be a bully. Well, like just uh, just a few minutes before we started this podcast, Archer grabbed for a ball too quickly, too soon. He got my fingers. The ball went away, and he got to do a downstay. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal, but it was just a reminder because... So that attitude of being a parent, whether you're young in a relationship with your dog or whether the dog is young, yes, mm-hmm. and therefore your relationship is young, you've got to start by letting them know, yeah, you make the rules, you do it for their own good, mm-hmm. their life will be better in the end. Right. Eventually right. you want them to be your pal, your companion, yes. your four-legged friend, but at the beginning, you got to be the parent. Right. And I, I've had people in class, most people understand what I'm saying, but I've had a few that go, I am not the mother of a dog. Mm-hmm. And I try to explain, I'm not saying that you gave birth <laughs> <laughs> to a dog. I'm saying that's the attitude, that's the position in the relationship that I'd like to th- you to think of yourself. Let's not think of yourself as an owner, like the owner of a car. Let's not think of yourself as the alpha wolf because that's not true let's think of yourself as the parent and i think that conveys the the relationship a little better to most people anyway all right we see what happens when they're not and they become their friend and the dogs grow up to be the bullies and you know controlling the parents the humans in the house i had a behavior consult on that just last week, a little dog, two and a half years old, a late neutered male, neutered at two. He had gotten up on the bed and urinated, marked on dad's pillow. Dad grabbed for him. He bit dad. 
Then he urinated on the sofa in the living room. Dad went to grab him. He bit Dad. Mom went to try and groom him, get some of the mats out of his coat. He bit Mom. And then they called me. (laughs) Two local, local groomers will not allow him back. A very dysfunctional relationship. Dad would like the dog to behave better. Dad truly sees the problem in the relationship. Mom is much more concerned with the dog being her best friend. She loves the little dog, and he's cute. When he's not biting and leg lifting, he's very cute. (laughs) And I'm sure with all the mats out of him, he'd be even cuter. But there's some problems with the relationship. And I talked to them about, okay, they're, they're an older couple. I said, when you raised your kids, did you present a united front to the kids? And he said, well, we tried to. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I think they've had an ongoing thing with her being softer and, and him enforcing the rules more. But that's okay. A lot of parents are like that. If they still present as much as possible a united front. And I said, you've got to do the same thing here. This dog's life has got to change or he's going to be put to sleep. Luckily, so far, he hasn't bit anyone outside of the family. He's tried, but he hasn't connected. So they got a tough road to hoe. But the big thing I told them, besides setting him up with some training and behavior modification, is be his parents. I've seen lately a couple of cases where they lost an older dog for whatever reason, illness or, or old age. And then they, I think, get a, a young dog first of all, too quickly, before the people have finished grieving. Grieving, yeah. And then they get a young dog, and they want it to take the place of the older, well-trained, well-behaved dog. Uh And they forget the process. They forget the process. forgot how he got to that point. (laughs) I'm like, freedom in the house is an earned privilege. Yep. Right. And if they're abusing that privilege, if they're lifting their leg or going potty or chewing up pillows, then they don't get that privilege until they've learned to earn it. Right. And this is luck of shock. Like, well, but my old dog never did it. Well, let's think. That was 14 years ago at the minimum. Yes. You even remember. Yes. And besides, this dog is not that dog. They're different. You can't compare kids. You can't compare dogs. And we have, we see that with people get a puppy and have an adult dog. You and I talked to a lady sure. about that. And she can't figure out, well, why can't the puppy, if my older dog can do it, she's well behaved. Puppy's not. Mm-hmm. She had to earn that. She now can maintain being free in the house. Puppy's in a crate. Yep. Or something, you know. Yeah. That, yeah. But that was one we had to convince as well. And it's even if you get an adult dog... When you adopt them, they kind of regress emotionally and mentally for a while. Oh, yeah. See our yeah. podcast on the stages of adjustment yeah. for yeah. adopted dogs. <laughs> an adult dog. yep. And it takes time to develop a bond. Yes. And I do believe yes, that training, does. working together toward a goal, yep. helps develop that bond faster. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it just doesn't mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen the day you sign the papers and take this dog out of the shelter. There's no magic wand. <laughs> no, unfortunately. The dog is not gonna go, Oh, thank you for adopting me and getting me out of that cage. I'll do whatever you want and, and no. It's just what it is you want me to do. Yes. By telepathy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. all the Disney dogs do. That's not real well, life. Th- a good example of that is we had a friend who adopted a standard poodle who only knew Japanese. Yeah. Uh, oh, and a yeah, man, and a, that man in a circus. An extremely, oh, well-trained, extremely well-trained dog. Adult 
Only if you knew Japanese. Hundreds of tricks the dog has locked in his skull. And nobody knows how to unlock it. (laughs) And so she had to start all over with him, not just teaching him that she was his new owner and bonding with him, but she had to teach him English. And when she came through class, I even called my husband, who had been in Japan as a kid. His dad was in the military saying, Honey, do you know the Japanese for sit and down? And he's going, What? No, No, I don't remember that. (laughs) And that's an extreme example. And yet, even English to English. Sure. I mean, we don't always use... uh, I tell my dogs to go piddle, you tell them to go potty. Go go potty. Yeah, exactly. I say, okay for release, you say, well Well done. done. So, you know, um, a dog's not going to come with their own thesaurus uh, or dictionary. Even if you're, well, I always tell my dogs go potty. Well, the dog, somebody else may have told them, go read the newspaper. Or, or get busy. Yeah, get, yeah, busy. get busy. Yeah. Yeah. Who was it? We, somebody. There's somebody in class that uses get oh, busy. Oh, and I love that. Yeah. Yeah. But now that all my dogs know go potty, each puppy just learns <laughs> go potty. <laughs> so it's just not, um, even an adult dog that may know an action. Sure. You may have to teach them your own language for it. Right. Whether it's a different word in English or a different word in Japanese. Yes. You still have to learn to communicate. And then we bring in body language and hand signals because we all convey things to our dogs with body language and hand signals all the time, whether we're conscious of it or not. At a party over the weekend, somebody asked me about something they had read about dogs being able to smell uh, sadness. And smell happiness and I'm going well uh, I don't know how they would just isolate that odor but do dogs notice it with you I said, oh, yeah, sure, I, yeah her dachshund was across the room sort of starting getting ready to, to fall into a nap uh-huh. and I stood up and made a quick movement so the dachshund looked at me and I just changed my body language without doing anything uh-huh. and they were the people in the party were looking for me to the dachshund, me and dachshund. So I glared at her like I was mad, and they saw her shrink back. And I said, wiggled all over and got happy, and she tentatively wagged her tail. And then, uh, and, and just before she was to jump and run across the room toward me, I looked stern. She stopped and sat down again. I said, they're experts at reading body language. <laughs> and now cool. she's going, what the yeah. is wrong with Kate? Then I had to go she's make not. up with her. <laughs> I had to go make up to her, so I said, you know, there was no odor involved there. Yes. Right. Because yeah. I was just play acting, but she certainly got my message. Mm-hmm. Yes. So for, whether I have no idea what sadness smells like, but I'm sure a dog could smell it. But well, they don't I, need to. I know on 9-11 when I sat on my couch and yeah. cried my eyeballs out, I had dogs bringing me toys oh, yeah. and giving me kisses and yeah. climbing into my lap, and, and I know that's an extreme case, but... Uh, I don't often sit on the couch and cry at the TV, so, but that's an extreme case, but they know, yes. And apologies to any study that was able to isolate just the odor and do all of that, but I didn't see the point of it. Anyway, um, they're just experts at reading us, period. Oh, dear. This is turning into more of a just chatting about life, but it's that admonition, it's the attitude that you bring toward your dog. Yes. Whether you're training in a class or training them house training at home, um, I think it's also parent. your goals. You know, yeah. what do you want? Um, personally, I like a dog who can live with me in the house, not be destructive to my things, 
know some basic commands like get out of the kitchen, um, wait at the doors, don't dash out, don't dash in, relieve themselves in a place where I want them to outside, ask me to go out if they need to, don't chase the cat. Um, All the stuff your mom's dog had to learn quickly. <laughs> yes, household rules, social manners. I want to be able to take my dog's places and enjoy them. And uh, I think that's why when we talk to our puppy classes especially, it's like, yes, they're adorable, cute little puppies now, and they and like women mostly, and there's a few guys just want to baby them. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, wait a second. Look at them. What do you want to grow up to be? They're only small in a puppy for a short time. The rest of the time, they're an adult dog. Mm-hmm. What do you want out of your adult dog? Have and a then, vision of the future. Yes, and then work towards that goal. Because mm-hmm. really hard to change once they could you go in and, and you know, oh my gosh, you're so sweet, blah blah blah, and they get to six months old or nine months old, and it's like, ah, what happened? Who is this thing? Yep. There's a wonderful quote that I can't quite remember. If anybody can think of it, brought me an email, but it's like, take the first step the way you want to travel the road. Sure. Yeah. Something along those lines. Uh-huh. Yeah. And anyway. I think the two gentlemen with the pities yep. is exactly the perfect example. They didn't even know the road that they wanted until they started walking it right. Right. And Ooh. once they realize, yeah, they're like, oh, we like this. And they have just gone, gone full force forward. Mm-hmm. And those dogs are doing great. And the dogs, the puppies are happy. Oh, man. They're happy. They come onto the training yard and their tails are wagging and Mm -hmm. they look at, they sit and look up at their dads and the tails are going and it's like, what next? Yeah. What do you want me to do, dad? Yep. Life makes sense to them. Yes. Yeah. And they're succeeding at it. Yes. And then we see a group of them that have coochie-cooed, protected the puppy and also it's like, oh, you're a big dog. You need to know the rules. And then you well, why didn't you start from day one? Yeah. And the dogs have temper tantrums. And it's, yeah. you know, righteously it's like, wait, so. you loved me and I was able to get away with this early. What are you doing now? Sure. You know? Change the rules. Yeah. Why? Why didn't you just start from the beginning? Yeah. Well, we could talk about this for a long yeah. time. <laughs> but I hope you've enjoyed some of our dog stories. We have lots of them. <laughs> and and just... Oh, yeah. Just think about the idea that whether you're adopting a new dog, whether you've got a puppy, or even with the dog you have now, just think about the the idea that in your relationship, think of yourself as your dog's parent. Parents are kind, loving, affectionate. They protect. They protect. They provide security. They provide everything the dog needs, but they also set some guidelines. Definitely. And I think that's a good idea. Yep. That's it from us. Take a listen to our next podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this one. That's it from It's a Doggy Dog World. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.